0: This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is let's, let's drink Think about it.
1: Ben, are you? Um, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and. Then no, I'll no. Ask the question. Ask the question. I was gonna say, Ben, are you? Uh, what's your general mental state? You said you just flew. T- Chris, did you also go to the cruise on the cruise? I did. Yeah. So did you guys both fly back? Uh, no. no I you flew, went to New York. Yeah. We. I. W-
2: I was in New York for two days, and then I flew out here uh, this morning. Or, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I like went from the airport to record with VanderSlice, and then I came oh. here to record with you. So I'm, I'm. This is like the end of uh, a long day for me.
0: But and all, I, I, also the end of your rope, I think.
2: Yeah, but but nobody, no two people, I'd be happier to spend that time with than my my two lovely parents who are in the other room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shit, I uh, thought for a second it would be uh, Scott and I, but uh, hmm. No, yeah, it's, no I, saw, I thought yeah. that was coming too. Yeah, that's a bit I of feel a long like time. We're pretty I lovely. I
2: apologize for <laughs> implying that.
0: Yeah, no two people
1: I'd rather be with right now <laughs> than those people over there who I'm not talking to. <laughs>
0: yeah. On the other side of that door.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm Benjamin R. Harrison.
0: And I'm Chris Bowman.
2: And our guest is the lovely, the talented Scott Simpson. Thank Scott you. I Simpson. agree with
1: talented. What a thrill. I, I don't I'm not going to register a complaint with with that adjective.
2: Yeah. Well, and if I didn't call you lovely, I would sort of be calling myself not lovely. <laughs> Scott and I are in a very similar category of white dude
1: type. It is it is really true like if you if you compliment me, you're basically just being a little self I'm self-aggrandizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, who's talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> who do you get uh so i get this thing where people would be like you didn't say hi to me i saw you at the show you didn't say hi to me oh sure and i'll be like well it's because it wasn't me it was <laughs> probably a it's san francisco it was probably a lady <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who ha- wears the exact same clothes who, and glasses yeah. and haircut
2: <laughs> who's your
1: who's who's your number one like person that you're often compared to ben
2: uh, you mean like, looks wise? Mm-hmm. When I was a young teenager, I would get Matt Damon every so often, but that stopped after maybe middle school. Okay. And then I would tell people that people had compared me to Matt Damon, and they would laugh at me <laughs> uh, because I think puberty made me stop looking as handsome as. Oh <laughs> right, I mean, right. I, that's I, funny. I, I can went tell the other you. way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I
1: was often uh, told that I look like Ryan White. Do you remember Ryan White? Yes, oh. yes. Uh, Chris remembers Ryan White. Ryan White was the uh, boy with hemophilia who contracted <laughs> HIV and then AIDS. And As Ben a, laughs. laughs. And became a poster child for innocent AIDS victims. Wow. Uh, that was the person that everybody told me I looked like. Still <laughs> oh, do. They yeah. still do. <laughs> uh,
0: I, can, I can say that uh, there's... I fit into the Eric Stoltz category and the Seth Green category and then just anybody with red hair.
2: Yeah, well, that's just... I mean, that's sort of a cop-out comparison, right? Because... Well, they're I, just they're just redheads. They exactly. don't actually look like you.
0: Well, I, I would get I would get Eric Stolz and Seth Green enough that I was like, Oh fuck, maybe that's true. And then but then <laughs> but then I would also get like, Oh, I saw you at this place, similar to Scott's experience. Like I was I saw you at this place. I'm like, No, I I've never been there. No, but it had to be you and, and, and I've got a doppelganger or multiples out there. But
2: Yeah. Uh, I have a few doppelgangers in New York. There used to be um there used to be more of it, but I now have like I have a couple of people that I would really not like to run into on the street, and there's one person I uh, see all the time, and then and it's a false positive, and I'm like, oh fuck, there's this asshole, and then it's like, wait, why are you personally upset about it? <laughs> well, because you know, if oh, I, it's not if, a person who looks like you, it's a no, person it's a person who... who looks like a a uh, you know, right, somebody right, right. I'd rather not have a
0: right awkward run in
2: run in with
0: gotcha gotcha
2: i don't really want to have a run in with anybody mm-hmm. but you know there are people that are way higher on the list of people i don't want to have a run in with right and, right and you know like it sucks when that person is a real generic like archetype person that you just see all the time right right, right. you know like that theory that there's only like 300 people in the world and that you're just seeing like mm-hmm like central casting over and then and over one
1: and over. in 65 people looks like a person that you really don't like right
0: yeah
2: <laughs> that's a that's a terrifying state of affairs <laughs> really uh you know so new, new york is perfect for you yeah. <laughs> right because i just see throngs of people mm-hmm. all the time <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah i guess um scott is uh is uh perhaps uh best known for his work on the seminal podcast you look nice today but he's also a stand-up comedian and uh one whose comedy I am quite fond of if uh if you ever see <laughs> him in your town uh I urge you to go to go uh catch the show uh, but you're you're performing in in San Francisco like all the time right
1: well every night somewhere is my goal if I don't have a booked show then I will go to three open mics or something just to just to keep practicing and it's been um tiring but also really fun to to feel myself you know getting getting better at it getting more comfortable
2: yeah i feel like sushi chefs and stand-up comedians have to do seven years everybody (laughs) says right
1: it's yeah i don't know i hope it's not seven years for me because i'll be just gross by the time (laughs) i'm finally finally there i feel
2: like you like already had comedy chops you know going in
1: sort of but i think doing specifically stand-up i realized it's two things about stand-up that really require time aside from aside from you know getting good at writing jokes and being funny um, the first one is just to have that line at your disposal about everything right and Mm -hmm. that requires just you know experiencing everything experiencing everything and then trying to come up with five new minutes every week yeah so that eventually somebody will say something about baseball and then you've got that joke from six months ago that you don't (laughs) say anymore but you can say about baseball or whatever (laughs) right um and the second thing is just meeting other comedians who can you know who can hook you up with people to get on shows and things and that's that's another just time process totally
0: you know, what what kind of like I mean that is a terrifying transition that you made, isn't it? Like from from having a Monday to Friday, nine to five, and then just deciding to walk away from something because you, I don't know, I don't know why you did, but maybe you didn't like it anymore and you wanted to pursue your passion. But I mean that is terrifying, isn't it? Well, I think
1: you guys, t- you two specifically, probably understand this a little bit. Not necessarily being nine to five people yourself or at least people who are willing to you know make leaps and try new things Mm -hmm. um for me it was just i realized i you know at one point my boss just sort of on a whim decided not to let me do a thing that i wanted to do that made sense that everybody was sort of on board with Mm -hmm. um and then at that moment i just saw like my my care for that Job fly out the window like a sad mm. little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sad little butterfly. What it's, an image! <laughs> it's dead now. It's definitely dead. Um, <laughs>
2: well, then you know insects have fairly short lifespans.
1: Yeah, as soon as my as soon as my um, ambition turned into a, a bug, yeah, I realized that I had to get out. Also, I just knew I would only ever be B plus at like I'm so bad at negotiating things. <laughs> like just. <laughs> Even for like my own salary, like I remember when I first started at Apple, um, they were like, "Okay, what do you, what do you want to get paid?" And I was just really desperate to work there, yeah. And so I was like, well, blah, blah, blah? and they're like, ha, 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 "We'll give you more than that." Uh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm bad at I'm bad at uh, business stuff. I'm yeah. not good at I'm not good at like feeling like I'm on a team that has to beat other teams. I this is not
2: Apple specific. I think this is kind of a lot of big companies, but companies like that have to kind of have to kind of intentionally create a, a sort of a cult almost that like I, I used to um, get gigs as like a pretty like plug and play videographer on really stupid jobs. And one time I had to spend a week in Las Vegas filming a store manager convention for Sephora. Mm -hmm. You said had
1: to sounds like (laughs) you got
2: to. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. I got to be around the most (laughs) overly made up (laughs) 38 year old women you've ever seen for a week. Um, And, and like they have all this internal, um, uh terminology so if you are the manager of a you or the director if you work at the store you're a cast member oh. uh, product displays are called scenes That's so good the back <laughs> of the house is called backstage oh. and and it's like like and it just goes on and on and on and and <sighs> i remember just standing in these rooms like going like these people really fucking believe that the manager of a store is called the director like they don't question that that's what that job is right and like I do you bet really do you the, really
0: think that do you really think, think that there's like i think there's probably a small percentage that are like totally go-getters and don't question it because yay like you know well, go sephora
2: i think that i think that you either have to be really willing to buy into that shit <laughs> or <laughs> or really believe it but i don't think i could do either i mean I, maybe maybe i do in some ways but i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know either i always had this theory about about people who worked at yahoo um <laughs> i don't know if it's true or not but i felt like you could tell the people who are on board versus the people who are like whatever it's a job by whether in internal emails they spelled yahoo with an exclamation right. point <laughs> Like if you're gonna work at yahoo exclamation exclamation point comma <laughs> like that's when you know that the guy is a tool yeah this, <laughs> this guy has drank the yahoo laid <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but you're right there's i think the, to work at a place even if you're getting paid relatively well and even if you like your job the company itself works to create this mythology right. around
0: working there but- um Like, I think it's it's the people that, you know, let's say the directors, you know, at some point in their career, like I I can't believe we're talking about, uh, I keep bringing it up, but sorry. Anyway, like the directors at some point were singled out. They were former cast members that were like chosen (laughs) to become directors. And nobody has
2: ever, nobody has ever said like to an extra, like, hey, you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's an extra?
0: What's an extra in Sephora terminology? Did you say what it was? I, no,
2: I'm I'm, I'm okay, saying right, like right. on a film set. Right, like right, occasionally right. an extra will get thrown a couple of lines. They, right. don't, they never get thrown into the director's chair. Is there
1: like an executive producer who doesn't really do anything but comes by <laughs> once yeah, a year and yeah. collects a check? That's a right. district manager. <laughs>
2: Tiptoeing around Scott's life event, I would say. So why don't oh, we get shit.
0: into it? Oh shit! Okay, yeah. I actually I don't know what Scott's event is. So let's just Scott. What's your event?
1: Well, I know you guys. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, know, I think you guys general almost always it's sort of like something that happened recently, right? Yeah. This is something that I only recently realized happened to me <laughs> two years ago. Uh, midlife crisis. I had a midlife crisis. No shit. Came early. All right. Chris, what's
2: your thing?
0: Um, I, uh, I moved. You moved? Into a new apartment, yeah. Okay. Ben?
2: Uh, my thing is I forgot to drink coffee for basically an entire week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why don't we get into the drinks? Let's do it. Guest first. What, uh, Okay. Scott, um, I don't know why this seemed like a good midlife crisis drink mm-hmm. to me,
1: but because uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like midlife crisis drink is kind of <laughs> something that's hidden in the trunk of your Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> it's just a bottle of whatever. Right. Yeah. You're gonna fancy it up, but
2: I'm gonna. Well, not so much. So, um, this is a, this is a classic that I am. Uh, I'm pretty sure we haven't done yet on the show and I'm a little surprised at that the Manhattan whoa Uh, so two ounces of whiskey uh, your choice one ounce of sweet vermouth two to three dashes of bitters you're gonna put all those in an ice filled mixing glass and stir until it's well chilled and then strain it into a cocktail glass and uh, you can garnish this with either a lemon twist or a cherry I think that a cherry is probably more what you see more frequently, but I'm gonna go with the lemon twist because it's probably, uh, I think they've probably both been used for more than 100 years in this cocktail, but (laughs) I think that the twist probably came first
0: based on my research. All right, well, uh, Ben, for you I have, and forgive me for being so uh, obvious with the name of this drink, Uh, it's called the coffee cocktail. Uh, It's an ounce and a half of brandy, three-quarter ounces of port, uh, one bar spoon of curacao, one bar spoon of simple syrup, one egg yolk, uh, and fresh ground nutmeg. So mix all ingredients except the nutmeg in a shaker. Uh, Shake to combine, then add ice. Shake again until well chilled. Strain a mixture into a cocktail glass. Sprinkle nutmeg on top. Boom.
1: Wow. Um, boom. That sounds like egg yolk, did you say? Yolk. An egg yolk, yeah. That's wild.
0: Wow. U-
2: usually a, a, an egg white you see in a drink. So yeah. This is a, this is interesting. Chris, for you, mm-hmm. uh, I selected the Boulevardier, mm-hmm. which is a, a classic cocktail, an old, old cocktail. Um, so two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of Campari, and one ounce of Carpano Antica. So you're going to stir those ingredients in an ice-filled mixing glass until mm-hmm. they're well chilled, uh, and then strain into a chilled rocks glass. It, excuse me. Strain into a rocks glass filled with ice, uh, and then garnish with a lemon twist.
0: Sounds good. Let's, yeah. uh, let's go make these drinks. Let's make them. How'd that go?
2: Mixed them up.
0: Yeah. I could hear it way off in the distance. I could hear the shaker. Yeah. We're recording
2: from uh, my my ancestral home. <laughs> uh, well, my parents' house. <laughs> so uh, my, my folks are standing in the kitchen uh, watching with bewilderment as uh, Scott attempted to keep them entertained <laughs> while I uh, mix the drinks.
1: Earlier when you said there's... You know, and you're like, there are really two people I'd rather, not rather, be, I, I, what'd you say? Rather, <laughs> rather not have I'd a, rather, yeah, not. I'd rather have a bump into. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, uh, and you, you said, you know, your parents are lovely people. You're right. Your parents are lovely people. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> your mom, can I say what your mom calls you? She's adorable. She, call- she calls you babes. 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 She calls me Benno also. Benno's good. Which uh,
2: I think arose because I was on a little league team with a kid who got called Benno. And then I, ever it since stuck. I was on that, she's called, I don't know.
1: I always trust, um, I always more closely trust a, a nickname and parent. Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah, oh, that's um, a good sign. I think Benno or Babes, well, it's it's less embarrassing what my mom calls me. What, what does she call you? What does my mom call me, Ben? Do you remember what I told you what she calls me?
2: Um, Shit, I don't.
0: Chrissy Poo. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, always, not always, but sometimes. And, uh, you know, what kinda, do you think, fellas?
2: Should we start drinking?
0: Yeah. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Salad.
1: Oh, that's great. That's really nice. Pretty good. I mean, it's a Manhattan. Yeah. But it's, uh,. You've gone it's made with the cheapest ingredients I can find. <laughs> and it tastes like it. I think the lemon is just a, a, a yellow piece of a magazine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's an actual piece of fruit. Yeah. It yeah. is good though, it's less, it's less uh, you know, usually when I order a Manhattan in a bar, um, it's, it's, it's too sweet. It's uh-huh. too ch- the cherries come, that's too sweet. Yeah this has you, you, you threw in a little extra bitter tastes like it's great
2: good I'm glad um, yeah my coffee cocktail is um, I think it does it definitely looks like coffee it looks like coffee like like a cafe au lait or whatever but it it has a little bit of a I don't know
0: what do you think that egg t- yolks doing? T- yeah, tell, yeah. me,
2: tell me if you think it does a little bit of a, sal- a salmonella taste exactly so the yolk is done what mm. I think a white normally does which is form a little foamy head mm-hmm. but i think it's maybe a thicker a thicker head
1: it, and also gives just a general creaminess to yeah. the drink itself mm. it's pretty good that's great i mean you can't drink a bunch of those that'd be no. weird and uh yeah you'd have uh,
2: unless you were like working out and you were trying to like increase your protein intake
1: it's true if you're a, if you're a Highly
0: functioning athlete alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ben, I, 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 my drink tastes a lot like beer. Really? Yeah, and let me tell you why. Because I'm drinking beer. <laughs> did I? You? I'm assuming you did not get my plethora of texts saying like, "Fuck, I can't find Carpano Antica." No. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had, because you can
2: substitute sweet vermouth for that
0: yeah well i mean it doesn't matter because at this point I was too far from anywhere so uh i um you know on a good day our uh the lcbo the place where we get to buy alcohol yeah i call it the lcbo on a bad day i call it the liquor control board of ontario because (laughs) they they just don't have it you know uh right typically they've got a 15 dollar bottle that's nowhere to be found or you could buy a hundred dollar bottle so that's the two options you have
2: Oh uh, well, I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, we we had a, a tricky day planning the uh, the show because I was on an airplane for most of it, and
0: no, but I, I just kind of took the initiative and okay, I, I went to the liquor store and I said, well, what beer would uh, be fit moving house? And okay, I found uh, a, an American style pale ale. Uh, hmm. By a uh, a Burlington, my hometown, a Burlington, Ontario brewery. Um, I Holy think mackerel! They're called Nickelbrook, I believe. Uh, where is? Sometimes
2: a six-pack of beer is all you want at the end of the day of moving.
0: No, this right? is exactly the point. Like I thought. You know what? What more do you want when you're moving? It, you want beer. It's really true.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. You, the the official meal of moving is pizza and beer. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) That's true, yeah. It's what you pay people in, too.
0: And this beer is called the the Naughty Neighbor. The Naughty Neighbor. Now, who's naughty in this scenario? I don't know. I'll report back. I'll report back. You don't know
2: yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris, I had no idea you were moving.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's hardly the interesting story, is it? I mean, I believe, uh, you know, I think the, the two stories that you guys have might it'd be a little more interesting like the midlife crisis actually yeah. Tell, um, yeah
2: tell us about the. i i like the kind of retconning something as a as a midlife crisis that uh you were describing earlier let's get into that
1: what a canadian thing to do <laughs> like, well i mean ask me a question but that's just not interesting enough so <laughs> i mean saying. it isn't like
0: <laughs> hey, hey anybody ever moved before let me tell you how interesting it is it's just i'm moving it's it's like not even that far it's you know it's uh, around the corner from where i live now and uh, is so it, anyway my life crisis <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> um, yeah so i mean how does it come up like you just kind of like uh one day it hit you was like oh yeah i yeah you know
1: i don't know if this has ever happened to you guys before but if you've ever um looked back and realized oh i was Oh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was depressed then. Or yeah, I yeah, yeah. didn't know at the time, but I was, you know, way more confused or whatever. Um, that's what happened for sure to me um, when I was making what I thought were a series it was a series of uh, incredibly rational and uh, well thought out decisions <laughs> to uh, to quit a, a job and <laughs> and and you know give 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 stand up comedy like give it a year. See how it goes. Probably start making pretty good money after that first year. Cashing those big, fat
2: Hollywood checks.
1: <laughs> you know, I'll find, I'll find a couple of headliners. They'll fall in love with my style. And uh, <laughs> probably be in a movie with Tom Hanks. In <laughs> and yeah. uh, that was precipitated by my... So my mother died three years ago. And uh, it's, whatever. It's fine. Parents die. It's okay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she... Not she, mine. So. I do find it weird um that adults have parents who are alive still. Uh, yeah. And it's wonderful, of course, but to me, uh um something about like at least being a grown up in in my head for me myself. Yeah. It's like by there they is is about I'm that the independent person. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: I I think that I think there's really something to that and I mean I have a good relationship with my parents but it feels sometimes when i am here like i'm not a grown up right right yeah. and, and i don't yeah. really like know how to like navigate my way out of i think it's something that i'm doing to myself but mm-hmm. it you, is it is a weird
1: yeah it's like contextual behavior yeah at one point you said mom yeah <laughs> or you didn't say that but you said something that yeah. every child says to their parents you know in that tone
2: yeah and it's like it's it's almost just a force of habit right right. anyways i'm interrupting
1: no so my my mother died and my father died when i was very young and so uh he was he was 45 and i just turned 40 and i think those two events together like Mm. losing my final remaining living parent and then turning 40 and also having this not at all fair idea in my head that when i'm like 45 is kind of an end of like my dad lived to 45 so why would i live longer than that Mm -hmm. is kind of my subconscious assumption about the way my life will go sure um
2: i think a lot of people yeah that yeah i think a lot of people go through that
1: it seems it's it's totally irrational but it's also reasonable yeah Um, So I think that's why I ended up going through like an early version of a midlife crisis, quitting my job, doing stuff. And I think actually, you know, I think that that midlife crisis sounds a lot of times like you're making mistakes and you're, you know, touching a lot of strained vaginas and buying a Miata. (laughs) (laughs) I like how I went to Miata and not porsche or a camaro or a corvette or any of the
0: actual you're, you're being realistic car. scott you could afford a miata that's Mi- right
1: miata, miata is when you realize very late in life that you're a homosexual right? <laughs> <laughs> you buy a miata and a seersucker suit <laughs> you hey, just hit the hey, road oh careful our, careful personally <laughs> like we've all got seersucker in our closet okay and by that i mean um <laughs> but i think i think that this drink is a good drink the the manhattan's a nice drink to symbolize that because uh, maybe, you know, you go through it early, it's a very nice drink. I feel like the longer you wait to go through that crisis, the dumber you are and the more mistakes you make and mm. the more you throw away that maybe you shouldn't throw away. Hmm. So maybe the, the late-in-life, midlife crisis is just, it's still called a Manhattan, but it's really just all bourbon. Right. It's, like, <laughs> it's it's
2: the bottom drawer of the of the office desk that exactly. has <laughs> uh, just a cheap-ass bottle of whiskey <laughs> a
1: cheap-ass bottle of whiskey and like a gl- and like an up glass that you never use but just to convince yourself you're classy to,
2: yeah <laughs> pulling the wool over your own eyes <laughs> I, I, i'm not really sure why why that drink seemed to fit that for me but i i, I like that it's you know it's sort of like the old-fashioned where it's it's just kind of always at arm's arm's reach it's right it's not hard to keep those ingredients around and it's not hard to to put together and um i'm not really one to advocate uh letting off steam through the medium of alcohol but you know that's uh that's something you're given to you could do a lot worse than drinking a manhattan Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great point maybe reflect on the the decisions that you're making (laughs) (laughs) and then scott cried for the next two hours (laughs) i gotta say though scott as a selfish consumer of comedy i'm really glad that you're taking it absolutely uh, taking it really seriously i mean it's a it's a very scary thing that you did and you i mean if if it was a crisis you steered your ship like right into it and, <laughs> and uh i think that uh the comedy world is better for it thank you thank that's you, just one man. man's opinion
0: Um, Well, I mean, I'll I'll just, I'll just, I'll stand in your shadow there, Ben, and second it because, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously different situation, situationally to, like you said earlier into from being in like, let's say funny at a podcast to standing alone on a stage has got to be two completely different animals, but you know, and only being there for part of it, Scott, you made it look a little bit easy.
1: Uh, well, You guys are very nice. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Well, Uh, look look, in next time for licking Scott's anus. No, but listen, maybe (laughs) Uh, maybe
0: you never make it past the Miata stage. You know who cares? You're having a good time, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, maybe you never get the Porsche, but who cares?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So Ben, how
0: how how does the uh, you have to explain why you forgot to drink coffee for a week? I think.
2: Well, yeah, so this is a little bit of an older life event, but when I was up in Seattle last working on my movie, I just had a week go by where I was kind of, you know, I was in a hotel that had really shitty coffee and I hadn't thought to, uh, you know, make any arrangements of my own. And there wasn't really a way to get good coffee on my way out every day because I was like you know up at the crack of fuck and out shooting and back or, you know late at night and uh, I it was like a totally not it was just a you know coffee is a part of my routine in New York but my routine is like I wake up in the morning and I go to a coffee shop and I sit and I get my morning shit done mm-hmm. and it's not like
1: you talk to Gunther for a minute and right sit on a big couch <laughs> uh huh <laughs>
2: I, uh, I I talk to my pals or friends, whatever, like, whatever <laughs> what you, you want to call. Them. Yeah, um, I, there, there's a hairless cat, <laughs> uh, um, but y- you know, it's like um, it's almost location based. But I'm super like, I mean, I'm not like I'm not one of those people that gets headaches, but I do like. I, I I have a reaction to like going off the the caffeine, and so I would just be like, you know, it'd be like two p.m. on a Wednesday, and I'd just be like, God, I am I'm not <laughs> getting restful sleep or something, something, mm-hmm. and 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 it like literally took me until like Friday of that week to realize why I felt so off my game, and I was working hard and I was I was doing good work, I think, but I was like. I was always fighting dreariness and <laughs> and like just feeling a little bit a little bit shitty. You were in that fog, that that it, yeah. droopy
1: droopy fog.
2: And um and uh you know, it it uh <laughs> it was it was funny to realize like, oh shit, I'm like withdrawing from a drug that I have a small dose of once a day and uh that's why I feel like this. <laughs>
0: But it took you a week. I mean, you know, it literally
2: took me a week, and it's it's just it's just because my relationship with it is so much based on my the lifestyle that yeah. I have it, when I'm yeah. in New York. Yeah, like and and I can go like a day or two without drinking it and not really be bothered by it, but a week it like really started to the evidence started started to pile up. Something was very wrong with me so it's Did not you...
0: it's not like a it's not like a coffee a day thing you're not having one or two cups of coffee a day as you say you can go two days without it and not notice.
2: I typically have a cup of coffee every day, but that can vary depending on my travel schedule and whatever else is I
0: am the right headache up. I am the headache type person like i yeah. yeah and when I get a headache, that's when I decide that I am going to go off caffeine for a while. <laughs> and the, it's funny. I had
2: the opposite. Like, I like this. I want to do more. Yeah. I think
0: I had a few days where I experienced the
1: exact opposite thing <laughs> that you experienced, huh. uh, which was I was like, I'd be, I'd go to sleep at night. And I'd be like, why can't I sleep? <laughs> <What is? laughs> and it's because for a few days I just made it part of my routine to start getting coffee at like dinner time, like <laughs> right, a big yeah. regular coffee at dinner yeah. time, and that was that was that. It, it's the worst. Like, no, it's... Yeah. Disturbed sleep when you're on a kind of any kind of stimulant or anything like yeah. that, it's just doesn't, so unpleasant. It doesn't, doesn't work.
2: Yeah. I have probably told this story on the podcast before, but I worked uh, on a job where I was filming something on the Red Bull event stage in New York for a few days, yeah. and I wound up taking like four or five Red Bulls home with me every day. <laughs> oh, yikes. And, and I... Two weeks later was, like, scrambling to figure out what was causing my life to fall apart. <laughs> and it was, like, it was affecting my life in all kinds of ways in addition to sleep. Like, you know, like, people were mad at me for yeah. totally legitimate reasons. I was, And it just all started to fucking crumble around me. Like,
1: everything I had built for myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> they and it were was like, just jealous that you had wings. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, is, that is truly the most... Un, I I think there's starting to form a little bit of backlash against it. But what an unremarked upon, massive transition to assholishness mm. <laughs> precipitated by a beverage. Right. Yeah. In like in the last 50 years, has anything been introduced to the market that has made people addicted and mad and <laughs> and, and like more aggressive, like Monster and Red Bull and all of those drinks? Yeah. I can't believe that they're as popular as they are because they're just so dumb. Right.
0: Well, I, I, and I, I like for a short time, I, I bartended in a nightclub. And let me tell you, the amount of Red Bull and vodka that was ordered and for $14. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, uh, you know, just the, the, it really is a type. You know, we were talking earlier about like there's 36 or whatever it is, there's 200 people on the planet. Like, the, this is a type of person that orders a yeah. Red Bull and vodka and it, they transform into another type of person. Uh, which is the Raging Dickhead. And uh, yeah, it's unbelievable what what, what these people are capable of on Red Bull. I'm just
1: picturing a very fitted,
0: shiny shirt.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: affliction. I mean,
0: you're lucky if they're wearing a shirt, Scott, to be honest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have uh, the tattoos that complement the tattoo... (laughs) motif
1: of their shirt <laughs> they extend yeah, yeah. from their shirt in yeah. a seamless fashion you're like yeah. where's the shirt end and the skin begin yeah well, it's like
2: oh. I, I get i spent all all my disposable income on these sweet tats <laughs> i don't want a shirt to like do anything but enhance
1: that situation <laughs> fair enough it's fair enough oh are there any legitimate this is i'm sure that the answer is no i don't know but are there any legit in the world of cocktails are there any pick-me-up drinks that are i guess they can't be based on like modern energy drinks because right. those are so gross and syrupy but are there is there and any We talked
2: about this a little bit there's there are coffee based you know like an irish sure, coffee right, or mexican right. coffee um i don't know i think that generally speaking mixing your uppers and your downers is not really what making a cocktail
0: is about right yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but I mean there's there's uh, conflicting opinions on whether or not the, people say tequila is the only stimulant uh, uh, alcohol that's a stimulant and, and I think it's I mean as far as I can tell it's unclear like yeah or it's it's untrue actually I mean there was some yeah. uh, there's more research saying that it wasn't it wasn't true that tequila actually, Uh, is a pick-me-up, you know, whether it's in in whatever form it is. But I I lived by that for a while. It's like, oh, yeah, I actually feel different when I drink tequila. And that's actually not true. I like to
2: start my day with a nice large mug of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Just a touch uh, uh, of tequila frappuccino.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My friend Pete and I had competing brilliant business ideas for... (laughs) Uh, different beverages for a couple of years that we just we just you know that person you like to get together with and just pretend like you're gonna actually do the work to launch a business Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pete and I were but we both got fairly seriously down the roads of our of our separate beverages and I think we both really regret not doing them oh uh bullet dodged (laughs) (laughs) I don't know well fair enough (laughs) that's the thing is like the real world of making it is like so much work and so painful yeah um, but now I see, so his was, the reason I bring this up was his was, his was not an alcoholic beverage. His was a, um, like a caffeine, sort of a caffeinated seltzer water mm. or a caffeinated, you know, like a citrus infused seltzer water, like a nice diet fizzy drink right. with caffeine in it. Yeah. And this is like I've seen seven caffeinated years ago.
2: like bottled water at oh, like wow. truck stops.
1: Oh, that makes sense. That mm. makes sense.
2: I've, I've never seen, I've never seen it. Made into a a thing. Well, I it's think it's just like it's like how can I deliver more caffeine into my system? <laughs> you know,
1: like <laughs> he um he like went to the length of actually experimenting with recipes and things. So he went wow. to like a chemist and bought you know powdered caffeine. <laughs> what a maniac! And just <laughs> injected himself to the worst caffeine related <laughs> mistakes. Like he'd come to work and just Oof. be so on fire with having had. <laughs> When I'm sure in any d- d- a dose larger than you know what we drink in coffee every day almost probably becomes poison faster rather than slower. But I think
2: uh, you have to drink a pretty staggering volume of coffee to get to poison stage. But if yeah, you're yeah. drinking it if it's powdered form, I imagine it it's
1: much harder it's easier to, to get there. I think. Yeah. Um, and at a very at a minimum, it was just makes made him. Uh, uh like impossibly uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> which was great because that yeah. was his drink fuck his drink does he um, still
2: have to shit himself or is that something else in coffee
1: <laughs> oh my god it was just it was just a lot of talking and shitting at the same time <laughs> all morning Maybe he's out of his mouth. some sort of enema product <laughs> unwitting idea um so his but his drink then later came to market not through him but it, it, it you know, the Starbucks refresher is essentially that. It's the huh. cold, citrusy, right, fizzy caffeine drink that Starbucks sells to people who want caffeine but don't want the coffee and don't right. want tea. Starbucks's
2: yeah. main market is in people that don't want coffee. <laughs> 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 That's right. Yeah. Or like.
1: Like I started at Starbucks wanting to drink coffee, but I started with the mocha as like my gateway coffee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, I eased into coffee via the latte. So You, gotta. Yeah.
1: you got it. What, yeah. What are you, a weird monster who starts? What are you, like yeah. Rhea Perlman, I think is the one person <laughs> in history yeah. who just
2: started
0: with black coffee. I now started, I I started like, with cold coffee. I just oh. eat
2: damp coffee grounds with a spoon now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I actually pay... Uh, Pay immigrants to feed the beans to me directly from the sacks that they picked them in. But whatever. <laughs> it fine. Uh, but my beverage in our competition, which which I similarly gave up on, um, is is now is now enjoying, according to people who have seen it, uh, a slowly growing measure of popularity. And oh. that's mead. Have you ever had mead? Uh, I've always been curious about mead. Here's the thing about mead. Mead is it's, a, it's honey a honey liqueur. liqueur. but hmm. tastes more. I think good mead tastes like a like somewhere between a really good light beer and champagne with yeah. just a bit of honey taste not a cloying yeah, honey taste it's like t- a
2: it, it's almost like a saison beer like a or like a lambic that's not been fruited up
1: you tell me drink guy i don't know but yeah just just my this is what yeah, i yeah. project on it that that sounds right yeah and it's when it's made well it's so good yeah and it's and it's something that i think people who hate beer would would drink and enjoy. Yeah, well, and it's probably got the like
2: gluten-free community pretty mm. jazzed. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> you see these fucking ciders everywhere now. I mean, I man, I like apple cider, like a hard apple cider on draft. Uh I went to a cidrería in Spain when I went on vacation a couple, <laughs> couple of years ago. I'm into cider, <laughs> but I fucking hate that it's super
1: popular because of the gluten-free crowd. It is kind of shitty, isn't Doesn't it? Doesn't that suck? Like, can it, can't it just be popular on its own terms? It's like anything that is good that becomes... It's like kale. Kale is a makes a great salad. You can make a great salad with kale. Totally. But now everybody's eating like seven pounds a day and saying <laughs> on Facebook that it cures cancer. It's like, come yeah. on, kale yeah, I, people.
0: I, I'm not on board with kale. I'm just not on board with kale. I, uh, oh, man.
2: Next time, next time we're in the same city, I'm going to change your mind, buddy. Okay,
0: please do because uh, I don't see it. I'm going to
2: rock kale world. <laughs>
0: I really um, desperately, I really desperately wanted to say when it comes to cider, I'm into seed raid.
1: Yeah. See- Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to say it. Thank God you I did didn't. Dodge a bullet. Another bullet dodge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: that. yeah, you will find that uh, attempting to sell an alcohol product is incredibly difficult and super super annoying (laughs) it sounds if you're you're a celebrity right and you can just get a company to do it and you get to like put your imprimatur on it and right right and uh a cut of the profits like i give you my blessing to start a (laughs) to start a beverage company of any kind but other than that it's going to be a terrible experience (laughs) because of all the regulation around it or because of the well that and like i think that the software world has given everybody an idea of what it's like to start a company Mm -hmm. that does not comport with the reality of starting a company that actually sells something
1: like a real world product yeah
2: right to get to a place where you can actually make money is really is really really hard and and it it takes years it literally takes years Hmm. i mean there's just no way to scale up to like it's insane like i can't figure out how anybody invented any drinks (laughs) in (laughs) history based
1: on how hard it is to make money doing it do people just tend to start regionally is that what happens and yeah i mean mean, it gets big from there or is it now just it's like all whatever diageo and bacardi yeah i think that that's part of it is just that like the
2: the process of, like, you know, those are big companies that have a major profit motive and so they have to be very highly regulated, Mm -hmm. but regulations tend to be pretty one-size-fits-all. So getting started as a small timer, you have to comply with things that were basically designed uh, for major major corporations to comply with. Right, you know, right, where they can set aside, you know, time and expenses
1: for those. Know, it's this is boring, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's interesting. But we can we can talk after this. Launch a new mead business, or maybe just <laughs> e mead if we can do e-mead. it electronically.
0: Yeah. Why, don't we,
2: why don't we open source a mead process? Let's do it. Yeah, and then I don't know. Don't make this I don't, con- don't make this conversation public.
0: You guys, do not do it. Someone's we'll going to take yeah, your idea. We'll
2: figure something out. It's this is you know.
1: I think it's just at that we're point. It's just on right now. I mean, you 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 release that and then you just make money on ads. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how you do it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Make a uh, a very high spec ad for the app that teaches you how to make mead.
1: I think so. It's a free app. It's Free. Oh, it's, God! You can't get away with. But we sell ads the in the app. Oh, we sure do. Yeah. We sure do.
2: That's where we make all of that sweet, sweet profit. We're all—I think we're already rich now. I think. High five, dude. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Uh, I, you know, I know that you didn't actually come up with the mead the way me and, to a lesser extent, Scott did. Yeah. we're gonna cut you in for ten. Uh, I
0: appreciate that. You know, just because oh, we love that's you. That's really buddy. generous. That's really generous of you guys. Yeah. That was a little. That was a little unilateral, Ben. But okay, Uh, okay, that's cool. I just, I, I don't. We'll take this offline. You know, we'll talk about it offline.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Chris, uh, my understanding is that we had a Twitter request. Did we not?
0: Ben, uh, we did uh, not, actually. We have, <laughs> we, uh, we have uh, instead of a Twitter request, we have uh, a friend of the show, uh, Tyson, is it Tyson Elder? Yes. Tyson uh, Elder. He, he sent in a couple of pretty good um, beer koozies. No way. Yeah. Uh, oh, like I'm this excited to... Literally so just guy... came in.
2: If uh, if you haven't been following, we've been collecting beer koozies with mm. dad jokes on them oh, in perfect. photographic form.
1: Oh, perfect.
2: Um, yeah, my uh, my fiance has uh, <laughs> has uh, been pretty anti the dad joke segments of this show. <laughs> she, she thinks they're really lame, well. and is I think she's a little bit terrified that she's staring down the barrel of getting married to somebody who <laughs> thinks dad jokes are great.
0: Well, wow. Rachel, buckle down because here comes yeah. two more dad jokes. Um, the first one is a neon green, and it just says "my poor liver." And <laughs> the 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 P.S. the Resistance is a uh, uh, a neoprene. I guess they're all neoprene, but it's uh, how do I say it? it's it's got. I mean, they're obviously fake, but they're fashioned after breast implants. It's like, it's got a, like a low neckline. It looks like fake boobs. And the, it says... The, the koozie itself? The koozie itself. It's like a, it's like this svelte koozie. I don't know how oh, they... Wow. Yeah. And so it says, perfect threesome, two boobs and a beer.
1: <laughs> how is that a dad joke? That just seems like solid humor. <laughs> yeah, no, right? it's oh a, my God, wait a minute. You're a dad. <laughs> I'm a dad.
0: Oh. That's how you know if you're a dad. Oh, do you those get are this great. joke? Yeah, pretty great. Um, um So, just keep sending those because they are consistently good.
1: Darn it, your your dad made a great dad joke earlier and I now I forget. Uh
2: while you're thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I have a dad joke that my dad made last time I was here that I didn't say on the show because I got scolded by my uh, lovely fiance. Uh, but now I'm going to say it because the, the dad cat is out of the dad bag. Uh, we, were, uh, we were driving to, to a restaurant for dinner, and he said, Have you ever considered having a thon as a pet? And I said, What's a thon? And he said, I don't know, but they're having an adopt-a-thon right over there. No!
0: Oh. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Perfect.
1: wow. Oh, I was uh this is this is reported joke, but yesterday I was out walking and I said I'm gonna grab some lunch and my friend Justin said, Are you gonna eat it too? <laughs> nice Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> They're sort of I mean they're in the they're in they're they're now I think The strange thing about dad jokes is that they're a little hard... It's a little hard to pin down exactly what it is about a dad joke that makes it a dad joke. I think it's that it's not quite a joke. (laughs) There's... Well, but it is... But maybe it's that it's not a joke even though it's technically a joke. (laughs) Right? Or something like it's not... It's it's like a thing that is text... Like, if you looked at the math of jokes, it's a (laughs) joke. But if you look at the laughing of after joke times... It's not a laughing of after joke times <laughs> well, then there's I the, like how you put that then there's the Hungarian
0: like an immigrant <laughs> then the there's the fine line be- not your first line. the nope. fine line between dad jokes and uncle jokes so uncle jokes just are like dad jokes but a little bit dirtier I guess more ribald yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: I think you either learn about uh, uh, sex or farting <laughs> yeah an uncle joke
0: yeah <laughs>
2: Well, I think that probably does it for us. Does I think it not?
0: So. I think it does.
2: I feel done. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> um, you should definitely follow Scott Simpson on Twitter. One of the best Twitter feeds. Thank you. Probably. What is it? Seven years running now?
1: It's been forever. Yeah, yeah probably seven years. Yeah. That's uh, how I met all of my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just Twitter. Starting Twitter early, like yeah. that was really the thing that. That was great for you. 100%
0: changed my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, real quick, Scott, and I I am sorry to do this, and there is a remnants of a fanboy left in me, but I mean, is it true there is absolutely no more, aside from this uh, part two of an episode, that is, is there no more? <laughs> no more you look nice today? That is not true, Chris. It's not true? Whoa. Wait a second. So I mean, there, there are those of us out here who are waiting for this other final episode, like the part two of a final episode. So you guys are not actually done. Is that is that what I am understanding? Oh,
2: uh, I, uh, he's a, he's making like a gesticulation that he's he's not willing to talk any further. Chris, oh so, shit! Okay, well,
0: yeah. yeah, forget it. All right, no more words.
2: Yeah. Boy, oh, yeah. um, well follow Scott at Scott Simpson follow Chris at Crispy Chicken this uh, has gotten really kind of
0: yeah I mean I'm sorry we went there I yeah. went there Uh, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't I couldn't like actually you like, should have you should have I know should've I should have I know you guys got it I
1: know you oh. guys got it but I always I'm, I'm too much I'm too much of a,
0: of a, of a, you're, a you're too of nice a guy I'm too, at the end of the I'm, day yeah. I'm too
1: nice to do that that's true
0: well, it would have been a great ending, but now it's blown, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, fucked well it you, up. Can, you can, you get, you can, you can follow. edit that out. Yeah, I guess edit that's that true. Out. No, it's... Well, we like to go live-ish. Yeah. Um, um,
2: and then uh, we should thank Paul Watling, Graham Walsh, yeah. James Black,
0: Scott Anderson. Thank you very Scott much. Anderson.
2: All of them dudes. Uh, uh, please send us your life events and your beer koozies yes. on, uh, on Twitter, at Drink About It. And if you want to look up the recipes for today's show... Go to let's that It, and or you can look in the show notes that come with your podcast, um, and we'll be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfect with them.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
2: You like that fake enthusiasm I mustered <laughs> at the end? What? <laughs> <laughs> Your Our eyes are half closed as yeah, you're it's saying it. has been, it's it's been a, but, a long day. Uh, <laughs> this went perfect with my life event, so yeah. yeah. we fucking nailed it with Scott Simpson. Uh-huh. Boom. Mm. Mm. What do you What do you know about that, <laughs> listener? It's delicious. All right. I love you all.
0: Love you too, all.
2: Did I say that in the last one? You did. I'm delirious you right did. now, <laughs> dude. I am so
0: delirious. It's twenty to one in the morning, and I've been up since six in the morning. And I am. Uh, I apologize if I was a little oh, quiet. Boy. A little quiet.
2: Woo! Yeah, baby.